Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. If you're keeping track at home, this is the season's finale of season five, number 45 of season five and number 239 overall. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are here to close out our fifth season. Craig, where did the time go? I don't know. Ever since COVID, I have lost all sense of time. Not me just having COVID. I mean, since COVID has been around. It yeah. just seems like, you know, last week we were at the last giant Broyers Eve before COVID became a giant thing. So, Oh, my yeah. God. That was, that was December 31st, 2019. It's been almost yeah. three years since we've done the big Broyers Eve party. I'm hopeful we'll be able to do it this year, but who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. So, But this is the season ender. And we have a fun little topic to review and uh, close out our year with. But first, let's start where we always start. What are you drinking? Uh, so tonight, actually, I had a beer with dinner that you gave me first. Oh, I had that um, one of the ones you brought back from Lake George, the uh, coffee cup stout. Okay, so that was by um, Common Roots. Yes. Okay, so let me. So there's a two second story behind this, and I want then I want to hear what you say about it. When I was getting ready to leave Common Roots Brewing in, I believe it's Glens Falls, New York, um, I said to the lady there, I said I need to take beer back, and I said to her, here's what I want, but I also need a recommendation because I'm not a stout guy, but two of my contributors are, and I told them about the podcast, and they were very excited that we would be bringing the beer back and potentially talking about it on the podcast. And I said, they're both stout guys, and they both like coffee. And she immediately went, you want a coffee cup? And I went, you got like three coffee stouts on the menu. She goes, yep, but you want coffee cup if they've never had anything from us. So, so, that was, so that's how you ended up with that in front of you. I've actually not had that beer, so I'm curious to hear what you thought of it. I thought it was very good. It was very smooth, and it had a distinct like black coffee kind of aftertaste with some vanilla um but it was if you like stouts and coffee this it was an excellent beer so thank you for bringing me that okay is it better than some of the stuff we can get locally like i mean we've come to just kind of use two roads as like our measuring bar like how does it measure up to expressway um it kind of different to compare no it's it seems a little bit because it's nine percent um so yeah oh okay um (laughs) Wow. It's a little bit because because uh, Espressoway is only nitro now, mm-hmm. uh, so it reminded me of older Espressoway, but a little thicker. If that makes sense, closer to a Guinness consistency. Yes, actually, I would say. Then so. Espressoway is Espressoway is not a thick stout. No, especially so. now that it's all nitroed out. No. Right, right. Okay. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm very glad you enjoyed it. So, what are you, are you drinking now? Yeah. Uh, so now, um, so. First of all, uh, shout out that we got our first uh, fan mail and beer delivery. Our, our live, we've gotten email before from many of you. Right, this but is live. Never mail. had we have <laughs> never had someone who we know in real life drive to one of our houses and drop off beer and a thank you note, and that happened this week. So, Craig, tell them about that. I did um, so. This is from uh, a fan of ours and my neighbor and Britt's former co worker Tim. Yeah. Uh, so the note says to Fiona and the Fig Nuts. Uh, so if you listen to this podcast, you already should know who Fiona is. Uh, it says, here's the season six, signed Carl. And Carl is their cat, who uh, who's not yep. allowed to go outside, but he tries to sneak out outside. 
Uh, and he left us, uh, let me see here, two, four, six, eight, ten beers. Wow. Uh, so I have to give you some of these. So they are, they are two roads. Uh, so we got some two douchey, we got some Hefeweizen, and um, we got the old, uh, my brain just stopped because, you know, I was drinking. Road to Ruin? Before. Road to Ruin, thank you. Wow. I, th- I thought I saw that in the picture. <laughs> That's the only reason I bring it up. My eyes go straight to the Road to yeah. Ruin. Uh, so today, for tonight, I am drinking the uh, one of the two juicies. So uh, thank you, Tim. Very much. Yes, thank you, Tim. And thank you for continuing to listen. Gosh. Really appreciate it. The, so, so the funny part of this story with Tim and Carl is when we were able to do this live, and I I lived closer to Craig, um, I would drive over there, and frequently, because of Tim and, and his wife's schedule, um, Carl would be waiting in the window. Like, they came home usually, like, right around the time we were going to record. So I would frequently stop and talk to Carl. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure on more than one occasion, one of them was home early, and we're standing in the background <laughs> snickering as my ass was standing on their sidewalk <laughs> talking to Carl through a window. Um, it's possible. So, I, I, so I've had I've had conversations with Carl on on more than one occasion, and uh, I, I and I remember just I remember running into Tim on the sidewalk one day, coming to see you, and he was just we just started chatting as old coworkers would do, and he was like, you know, I see you coming and going a lot, and I told him about the podcast, and he's been listening ever since. Like he yeah, like so every you. time I've seen him <laughs> since then, he has just been like, thank you guys for continuing to do this. It's it's a lot. Of, I'm like, thank you for listening. Um, you know, and it was very kind of him to do that. And, and, and obviously he's listening recently because he knows that we're getting ready to kick off season six next week. So, yeah. you know, thank you to Tim. Thank you to, thank you to, uh, Carl. And, uh, you know, it was very nice of you guys to, to, to drop by. So, uh, what I'm drinking tonight, I have diet soda. And the reason why is because last Wednesday we held a production meeting. Um, <laughs> the, the podcast wished to gratefully acknowledge, the uh, support of our our dear friend Drew. You've met Drew on more than one occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, who works there and has some pull um, and uh, was able to 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 uh, hook us up with some discounted access to some alcohol. And that Wednesday night kicked off like four straight days of like <laughs> holiday weekend drinking. So um, yeah, I'm I'm on detox, but I just found out from my wife she wants to go have dinner at Dockside tomorrow. Before we go to her, she's having an art, an art exhibit open, um, and I'm like, okay, so well, that's going to end tomorrow because I'm going to Dockside. I'm going to have a beer. So, <laughs> so tonight I'm on the Diet Cola train. So, so thank you, thank you to Tim for the for the uh, support. Thank you to Drew for the support as well. I, everybody who went to the baseball game last week had a fantastic time, um, and yeah, I, I would highly encourage Craig to come with us next time. I know it's tough during the week, but definitely next time we got to get you up there. So, all right. Burning hot takes. You giving or you receiving? Um, you know what? I'll I'll give. What do you got tonight? <clears throat> so a lot of people, and you know, we'll go more into depth of this when we do our um, rankings. But a lot of people sure. are in different teams right now. Oh yeah, like there's a big there's a big shakeup this year. So one person in particular, where why does my? I swear to God, I think I feel like this does it. This internet does this on purpose. Like, I have the thing it in front waits. of me, and then it goes away. <laughs> yep, it waits. It oh, waits. I hate that. I hate that. I found an article today during lunch, and I think it was called Three Bengals Who Will Definitely Be on Different Teams Next Year. And I was like, that's going to be great for them to bring up during the podcast. So I sit down at my computer, and I can't find the goddamn article now. <laughs> uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Uh, so, Alan Robinson, as you know, is now a Ram. Yes. 
Uh, Alan Robinson says, versatility of he and Cooper Cup gives the Rams a tremendous advantage. Is Alan, Robinson, <laughs> is Alan Robinson going to have any major major impact on the Rams offense different from what they had last year with Odell? No. And and Bobby Trees. Don't forget. And Bobby Trees. That's right. Stepping he's stepping into he the Bobby broken. Trees role. Right. Which is essentially what what he's gonna do well. But what Robert Woods, I feel that Cooper Cup can run any freaking route you want. He reminds me, uh, and he's got that. He's got the timing with Stafford really well. It reminds me a lot of the kind of coordination that we saw out of Tom Brady and Julian Edelman. Listen, Cooper Cup is not an exceptional wide receiver on his own. Neither was Julian Edelman. But when you get two guys that click together, big things can happen. And I mm -hmm. think that's what's happening here. So is he going to take... No, Cup is still going to get the majority of the looks. He's still going to get the same number of targets, if not more. Robinson is slipping into this secondary role. What he is basically saying to defenses is go ahead and double-team Cooper Cup. You know Cup likes to run stop routes. You know he likes to run out routes. You know he likes to cut across the middle and then step back towards the quarterback to create separation. You go ahead and put a second body on him so he can't make that move that you think he's going to make because I will be one-on-one -on -one with your safety and I'm going for 40 yards. That is essentially what Allen Robinson's presence here says. It's, it's, I don't think he's going to be a super deep threat. I don't think, but he is going to get, I do believe he is going to contribute a great deal, but I don't see his presence shaking up what's going on. It's an upgrade fantasy-wide because Allen Robinson goes from a team that didn't know what an offense was to a team that has offense very, very well in hand. So I, I think he's going to be fine, but I don't think he takes away from anybody who was already there. No, I, I, I agree because, honestly, I need to see Allen Robinson not on a team named the Bears because because yeah. let's face it, and even Sean will admit to this, even though he'll never listen to this podcast, that if you watch plays uh, of the Bears with Allen Robinson, he stop like he he stops routes when he knows he's not mm -hmm. getting the ball. He just stops. Mm -hmm. So he's not selling anything. Or if he knows that there's a ball that from if you watch it, if you watch, you know, him get a get a pass and he knows he's not going to get it he, or c come close to it. He kind of just stopped. So yeah, and, and I think this is going to be different for that. Right. Because <clears throat> so that's, that's I, I what I want to see. Right. I, I completely agree with that. I think I think what the problem was is that Chicago really never had a number two. The exact situation I'm talking about where, okay, go ahead and double cover Cooper Cup or put your best guy in Cooper Cup. That was Allen Robinson's problem. The difference was Allen Robinson didn't have a decent number two across the field from him. And because he didn't have that decent number two, they could double team him. They could jam him. They could do those. And it, I, I agree. It sometimes forced him to just sit there and go, I, I, I know this play ain't coming to me. There's no way. I'm the third option here. They're going to double team me. So I'm just going to, you know. He can't think that way now because he's the guy who might end up option depending on open, depending on how the defense shifts. So I think he's going to be looking more for, he's going to be looking for more catches on fewer targets. Yeah, That's that the way sense. I'm going to put it. That makes sense. He's got, his catch rate should be significantly higher. I think it was under 60% last year. I'm saying 75, 80%. So you may only see five or six targets a game, but he's going to catch three or four of them in my opinion. So 
we'll, we'll have to see how it pans out. But I'm I'm not worried. I'm actually looking at Allen Robinson as a reliable number two option in fantasy this year. I will put him ahead of some number ones on certain teams. All right. So that's, that's fair. <clears throat> all right. So my fair. question. Yeah. We all heard about the Baker Mayfield trade today. Yes. The Panthers only have to pay $4.85 million <laughs> of his salary. The Browns pay another 10 and a half. So let me say that again. The Browns are paying two thirds of his salary and the Panthers are paying a third of it. And the rest of the $18.8 million salary, which is roughly about 4 million, maybe a little less. I'm just not doing math in my head very quickly. A little less than 4 million is going to be conducted to, is going to be changed into incentives. So, so in theory, they could be on the hook for about $8 million, but to be on the hook for $8 million, Baker has to meet his incentives. But that's not where I'm going with my hot take question. Okay. This has now raised the question, what about Raven? As we've been asking for about 30 years, what about Raven? There's always, when a trade like this happens, somebody's always the guy left out in the cold, and the, the, the guy in the cold most likely is Sam Darnold. Yeah. So the rumor is now coming out that Sam Darnold might be gaining trade interest himself. And if Baker clears his physical, because all of that is still pending a physical. Right, right. If he um if he if he does clear the physical, Sam Darnold will then be traded a short time later. And his destination, Craig, is rumored to be <laughs> Detroit. <laughs> what? <laughs> That the Lions do the Lions backups to Goff right now. Hold on, I had it in the screen. Where is it? Where is it? Their backups are Tim Boyle and David Blau. Bless you. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. That's how little I know. I didn't even know Tim Boyle was still. Where's Blake Bortles? Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles ascended to heaven in a glorious assumption, and he sits. He's sitting in heaven. He's having dinner with Moses and Jesus right now. That's that's what happened to Blake Bortles. He was assumed into heaven. He is holy art thou, holy art thou, holy art thou. Bless you, Blake Bortles. In the name of Blake Bortles. Amen. That's so yes. So oh and hi Deb, because she hates when I do the voice. Um the Lions don't think he's gonna start, but this is an indicator that the Lions are looking and saying, you know, Jared Goff could actually be pretty good in his second year here if he can just stay on his feet. But let's what if he doesn't? What do we have? Oh, Tim Boyle is drooling into a bucket, and um, David Blau put his helmet on backwards. <laughs> so, I think this is. I, what is what is your take? Does would can Darnold end I up mean, on the Lions? That makes sense. I was actually before you said that I was gonna get. I was guessing you were gonna say Seattle. Ooh, that's another good land. Because, well, all right, listen. They're all listen. in on Drew Locke. Listen, there's Drew Locke. Don't get me started on the the whole te- the U.S. Open backlash <laughs> on Twitter, mm-hmm. but the um, so they have Drew Locke and they have Geno Smith. Oh, and you know I watched I've watched the Jets a lot when Geno Smith when they were when they drafted Geno Smith, voice trails off. Um, mm-hmm. so that's what I really thought you were going to say. The Seahawks were involved, but I can see, I can see I Detroit. I can see Detroit going for that because, as I said on this podcast a lot, since pretty much ruined Jared Goff's career. Mm-hmm. So, uh, by the I, way, just so, just so you know, the Seahawks actually are listing Geno Smith as their starter as of today. Are they officially? According to according <laughs> to ESPN, the depth chart: Geno Smith is one, and Drew Lock is two, and number three is Jacob Eason. 
<laughs> your buddy. Dear God. Oh man. But yeah, you know what? I think I think if you're sitting there and you're looking at who's my better one two, Smith and Locke, or Goff and Boyle, I definitely think I would go with Smith and Locke. If I have to pick one pair, I think yeah. I do. So I mean, Detroit seems like a better landing place. Right. No, and it does. You know. Mm-hmm. And before <laughs> anybody before, and I've I've been a Sam Darnold defender, admittedly so. Before yeah. anybody calls Darnold a buff. A bust. Just remember, he came out in the same draft as Josh Rosen. So he did, and and he was drafted by the Jets, who were being run by defensive coordinators and a defensive coach. So yes, and and, and yeah, and don't do anything <laughs> right. Actually, my one of my brother in laws is a Jets fan, and we were at his house on the fourth. He was kind enough to call us last minute and be like, "Hey, we're just going to do a quick chicken and burgers thing. You want to come over?" And we were like, yeah, sure, we're not doing anything. We'll, we'll, we'll stop over. Um, which, by the way, off the air, remind me to tell you the story about we actually went to Stu Leonard's in Norwalk on the 4th of July. Oh, you um, poor, that was, dumb bastard. <laughs> that was a mistake above all mistakes. <laughs> um, you would have thought the apocalypse was upon us. Oh, yeah. Um, I, yeah. Yeah, I've been there during, I've been there on Thanksgiving morning. That's Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Oh yeah, my go, god. Go on. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. So, and uh, he was like, he's like, hey, listen, I, he's only like like twelve or fourteen. He he talked about. It. He's like, there's only twelve Sundays till the NFL. Blah, blah blah. I can't remember what number he said, but it was like maybe even ten. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man. He goes, are we gonna watch a game this year? I'm like, yeah, we get together. You're always welcome to join us, or I'll take a week off and I'll come hang out with you. He goes, that'd be great. We could watch a jet game. And my father-in-law looked up and went, why? <laughs> and I'm like, you have your two son-in-laws here, and one of them just admitted to being a Jet fan. And your response is, "Why?" <laughs> I felt bad for him. Well, he's a Bills fan, isn't he? My father-in-law, yes. Mm. <laughs> and and he, his doctor recently told him that he's got concerns about the skin on his head. He has to walk around in a hat. He's been walking around in a Bills hat for like the last two weeks. So proud. He <laughs> loves his Bill hat. And I, yeah. my, my wife was like, "I think we just found a hat that's comfortable." I'm like, "I think we found a hat with a team that's actually winning." Let's see if the Bills go 0-3 to start the season, if he's still wearing the hat. He's, so, he's going to switch to, like, a Mario hat or something. It likes, Well, that's the thing. It's a baseball cap, but it's, it's, it's Bills blue, and it's got the logo on. It's a really nice hat. But he's more of a bucket hat kind of guy. He just kind of likes hmm. that comfortable bucket hat look. That's fair. So I, I, was like, I was like, I'm shocked he's wearing this, but we'll see. If the bucket hat shows up in week four because Josh Allen's off to a rough start, we'll, we'll know something's up. All right, what else you got for me tonight? Uh, so this is half football related. I want to know okay. your prediction for this. Hey. I want. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know how how long this go, how many rounds it goes, and the winner. Mm-hmm. So we have Adrian Peterson fighting Le'Veon Bell in a boxing exhibition match on July thirtieth. What what was it? Twelve rounds? Ten rounds? Uh, let me double check here because i don't want to sit here and say seven rounds if it's scheduled for five because <clears throat> it's an exhibition um is it, uh, retired blah 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 uh i thought the rounds were on here uh boxing event blah 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 let uh, on bell versus adrian peterson yep this doesn't actually say how many rounds so let's it's exhibition i'm know. not going to predict a knockout i'm going to predict a decision which means it's going to go max and I, I think uh, I think, I think Peterson beats him. Uh, that's fair. Your thoughts? Uh, I was gonna go on with actually. Oh, so here does it now? Does the age affect it at all? So Peterson's thirty-seven and Bell's thirty. 
And neither one of them have actually retired from football or ever boxed before. So does that change your mind at all? No. All right. I was going to okay. say Peterson. I, just, I don't know. I just feel like Peterson would, would take it more seriously, even though it's an yeah. exhibition match. <laughs> I, I, and, you know, I don't want to say anything bad about Le'Veon Bell because I always get shit. I got shit on last Wednesday, by the way. Then she was talking about my obvious Steeler bias, and he's not wrong. I do hate the Steelers, but like he taught, he made it sound like it's like this glowing thing. Like I open every segment with "Welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts." F the Steelers, and uh, now we're gonna move on to. I mean, it's, it's not. I don't think it's that bad. But anyway, uh, so I don't, don't want to say that. But I think I think Adrian Peterson is the more dedicated and um, thoughtful athlete. I think he's, you know, training is not something you take lightly in any sport, but particularly in boxing. And I think that uh, Adrian Peterson is probably going to be better equipped, in my opinion. Fair answer. From a training perspective. Now, if that makes me another Steelers hater, that's fine. I mean, I couldn't, di- I couldn't disagree with Cinch when he said that. I was just kind of like, dude, come on. What, what do you want from me here? So, all right. Anyway, what's your prediction? You didn't give me yours. Um, I want to say Peterson wins by decision. Yeah, that's where I'm at, too. That's where I'm at, too. So, by the way, um, about three hours ago, uh, there's talk. There, ABC News put out a story that uh, Deshaun Watson could be facing as much as a year-long NFL suspension. And uh, the, it, is now, it is now said that Watson has settled 20 of the 24 lawsuits against him. So... Ah, uh, it's right. Yeah, he... Uh, I don't want to say... Paid them off is the wrong phrase, but you know, settled. He settled. Settled. With he settled for of undisclosed <laughs> cash amounts. In other words, he paid them off. So, <laughs> all right. So, really quickly, because we do want to keep this episode shorter, we have a lot of work to do going into next week's uh, season opener. Um, uh, but I, I did, I did just want to, just for fun, I just wanted to do a quick retrospective on where our consensus rankings put us Uh-oh. last year. Uh oh. So all I did was I went, okay, now keep in mind, so there's one of the things that bothers me about this is that I use CBS Sports because that's where our home league is based. Right. And I set it to standard scoring categories. Ah, okay. So no PPR. No, no, it's PPR, but standard categories for their, what they consider standard, which includes a a full point PPR. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's not standard like standard scoring, but not like I'm saying what I'm saying is I did not use our particular league scoring system. Right. Our league is very customized. So, okay. Correct. Some of the names that came up as top 10, I sat there and I went, I don't know about that. (laughs) Uh, Cordell Patterson was the sixth highest running back. Uh, Really? Mm. (laughs) Well, Brett, he caught 52 balls and that different. Yeah, okay. He had 610 yards rushing, though. Well, but he had 12 combined come to touchdowns. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. Anyway, so if you're sitting at home and you sit there and you say to yourself, that guy wasn't number nine in my league, it's probably because either your league is specialized or CBS screwed up. Either way, this is what I use for the basis of a comparison. So here we go. All I did was take the top 10. I looked at the folks who finished in the top 10, and I looked at our rankings, and I compared the number of the, the correct number of people we got in the top 10. Okay. Let's start with quarterbacks. All right. This is where we did very well. We nailed six of the top 10. Nice. As a consensus team. 
I shouldn't have told you that. I should have let you guess, but I just told you. All right. Mahomes, <laughs> Allen, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, and Matt Stafford were all in our consensus top 10. Okay. And all of them were in the top 10. Where did we miss? We had Kyler Murray at three. He Sad. dropped off. He was hurt. I think that was understandable. We had Lamar Jackson at four. Hmm. Eh. Yeah, we had we had Russell Wilson at six. Now he did to get be hurt. Fair, he did get hurt. To be fair, you were the Russell Wilson truther. You had him at eight yourself. I had him at five. And then the other miss we had was Ryan Tannehill, which Sean warned us about. Sean had Tannehill at thirteen. <laughs> And you, I had him at nine, you had him at 10, and he missed. So, okay, so other particular hits and misses I thought were interesting. I had Justin Herbert, I had Justin Herbert at 11. <laughs> and he was like number four, so that was a total miss by me. Cinch had Joe Burrow, who did finish in the top 10, at 13. And then you had two notable misses, one of which I know you're going to, you're already got in your head, is Dak Prescott. <laughs> because you put... Dak Prescott yeah. at number 13 and he was number six. <laughs> so and I'll do it again. I'll do it again, damn it. <laughs> I, I know you will. And you had Stafford at 15. I was the king of the Stafford train. I had him at eight. You were. You were. And he finished 10th. So I, I'll take that one. Um, other big misses. Uh, since Sean had Ryan Tannehill at number 13. He finished 12. That's actually not a miss. That's not too by bad. Him. Not too bad. But he, that was like the, the one big one. So. So here's my question for you. Hmm. Who of those uh, those four names, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Russ Wilson, or Ryan Tannehill, all of them finished outside the top 10. Who bounces back this year? Murray, Jackson, Wilson, or Tannehill? Which uh, one most likely uh, to bounce back? Um, I think it's going to be Wilson. Really? I think, Denver? I think in Denver, new coach, new team. Now, see, you have to be careful. You have to kind of look at the teams and see how much, see what's changed. But mm-hmm. I think Russell Wilson is going to try to emulate what Peyton Manning did when he went to Denver. Not that he's going to throw like Peyton Manning, but I think, think he's, he's going to have that level of success right out the gate, though. Uh, I think so, because I think what happened with him last year, he rushed his hand injury by a couple weeks, and that mm-hmm. did not help. And as everyone knows, the Seahawks were. Overall, not just Russell Wilson. The Seahawks were just a mess last year, so yeah, yeah. So I, I, I totally hear. I, I agree. I agree with that. So what, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, believe it or not, Kirk, Kyler Murray was number eleven, so we missed on that one by just a little bit. Number ten was Kirk Cousins. Number nine was Jalen Hurts. I mean, somebody has to do something with the ball in Philadelphia. Yeah, I guess. He had 3,000 yards passing, 16 pick, uh, sixteen touchdowns, 9 picks. And I've but watched... he also had 10 rushing touchdowns. That's really where he gets the points. That's true. Fantasy points, mind you. Yes. Uh, yeah, I the Eagles, I didn't watch a lot of Eagles games, but the ones I did, they just, as a team, they just looked lost. Like that playoff yeah. game they had, terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> so, yeah. so we'll see what happens this year. All right, so running backs, we didn't do quite so good. How many of the top ten do you think we got? I'm going to go with four. We got three. Damn it. We had Kamara, who finished tenth. Mm. We had him at four. We had Jonathan Taylor at five. And then we had Zeke at seven. And Zeke finished seventh. So if this was the prices right, we would have won the $100 bill. (laughs) Guys, we missed. (laughs) Done. 
Christian McCaffrey. This dude cannot stay upright. Why? Why, Christian McCaffrey? Why? Why can't you stay upright? Not anymore. I don't get it. Not anymore. Uh, let's see. Did we uh, Dalvin Cook. We had Dalvin Cook at number two. He finished outside the top ten, but he also missed one, two, three games last season. So that's kind of a, a big deal. He missed the Seattle game, missed the Detroit game, and he missed the, he missed both Detroit games. Wow, that's just oh come on, come on. That's a stat <laughs> bonanza. It's Detroit. How do you not play twice against Detroit? I mean, seriously. Oh, never mind. Anyway, okay, so we missed on that. Derrick Henry obviously got hurt. So our top three guys all got hurt. Then we had Saquon Barkley. Voice trails off. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't bounce back the way we thought. Sean had Saquon at five. Oh, that's silly, Sean. Uh, well, <laughs> he, he lives with a Giants fan. I think that was uh, that's true. part of the part of the issue true um we had aaron jones at eight aaron jones finished outside the top 10 number nine was uh actually no we had number nine i missed one austin eckler is on our list all right so we had four okay we had four because i forgot we 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 shifted the rankings if you remember correctly uh cam Akers got hurt literally the week we put the rankings together and so that was that was an issue now eckler i had him at 16 (laughs) (laughs) I had him behind such luminaries as uh, J.K. Dobbins, so and DeAndre Swift. Oh, so remember DeAndre Swift? Yeah. <laughs> and then the last one was Nick Chubb. We had Nick Chubb at ten, and obviously that didn't happen. So uh, guys, we missed on Najee Harris was number three. Joe Mixon was number four according to um, CBS, and the only one of us who had him inside the top ten was Craig, who was on the Joe Mixon train. Right. He's driving the train right now. Um, so that was there. James Conner comes in at five really? or six. I'm telling you, it's, huh. it's weird. These numbers are weird. I mean, he, you know what it is? He had 15 rushing touchdowns. That's true. You can rush That's, for 1,100 yards and then like 20 touchdowns, and that affects you. He didn't even have 1,100. He had 752 yards rushing really? and 15 touchdowns, but then he had 37 receptions for another with another three touchdowns on top of it. I don't know. I I, I tell you, these, these these CBS numbers don't look right to me. Then Josh Jacobs was in the top 10. So was Cordero Patterson. Patterson actually was tied with Alvin Kamara. So, <clears throat> so my question for you. Mm-hmm. is which of these three guys that we whiffed on mainly because of injury, McCaffrey, Cook, and Henry, which one are you putting highest on your list this year? Uh, I Well, again, barring injury, because I never like running backs coming back from major injuries. Um, I'm going to have to go with Henry out of those three. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think that's it. You know, now I'm looking at these numbers. It is definitely because there's, there, there's, they must, they must give seven points for a touchdown or something like that. Because Nick Chubb had 1,200 yards rushing and he did not make the top ten, but he only had eight rushing touchdowns. Hmm. He had a total of nine touchdowns the entire season, while Cordell Patterson had a total of 11. I think they must just give full points for like the receiving touchdowns. Probably, or they don't, or it. maybe they don't get bonuses if they get over. That might be it. They may not have a bonus yards. factor. So. So take that for what it's worth. Yeah, I, I think I think I'm going Derrick Henry. I think I like Henry and Cook this year. I mean, Cook only missed three games, but he's still playing for the Vikings. The Vikings are still brutally bad. He still rushed for 1,150 yards and had six touchdowns. But I I, I expect more out of Dalvin Cook this year. I really do. 
Yeah, just so make sure I, you draft his backup if you draft him. That's all. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> seriously, hand, he's a guy you got to handcuff. All right, wide receivers. How many of the top ten did we get? Eight, four. Damn it! <laughs> but we got all the top three that we had were Hill, Adams, and Diggs, and they all came in. Like, so I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh look, Hill, Adams, Diggs. Ooh, we're good. Off to a good start. Yeah, no, it fell off after that. Sad. Wait, I missed. Okay, I missed. I, I what did I do wrong here? You hit the wrong Excel button for sort. <laughs> I might have because I, I just caught another one that I missed. So we got to actually at five. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. I, I and I did this really quickly during my lunch break. So so uh we had DeAndre Hopkins at four. Obviously, he didn't play the full season. Calvin Ridley, we had Ridley at five. I had Ridley at four. Everybody else had him at five. Ridley did not turn out to be what Anything we thought he was going to be major? in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Didn't he get suspended? Yes, he did. Well, he got hurt and then suspended. Okay. so Because, you know, he, part he, of that. he gambled while he wasn't playing. So not only was he not what we expected <laughs> him to be when he was playing, but he also didn't play the full season. Uh, we had Justin Jefferson at six, and he made it. DK Metcalf was a disappointment at seven. Craig was right on DK Metcalf. He had Metcalf outside the top ten. Uh, AJ Brown, we had at eight. That was Cinch had him as high as six. Uh, Craig had him outside the top 15. And then we had Keenan Allen at nine. I had him as low as 13, which is obviously a mistake. And then uh, the biggest mistake I made was I put Allen Robinson at eight, which ended up boosting him to 10th overall. Huh. And so well, we missed there. <laughs> so so my question is going right, to... So who, did, who wasn't on the list that finished in the top 10? Cooper Cup, obviously, was the best in the league. Debo Samuel had such an amazing year. 1,400 yards on 77 receptions. That's kind of crazy. Um, and a total of 14 touchdowns. Because don't forget, he had eight rushing touchdowns. So that's he had, he had a, a really amazing year. Yeah. yeah, he's not going to replicate that year. I kind of hope he does. Because I'm probably he's probably gonna be my keeper, but I don't think he's gonna replicate that year. Jamar Chase came in at five, and that was one we didn't see coming. I mean, even Craig didn't have him that high. Craig had him. Craig had him at highest on our list at twentieth. I did. So I was, I was tempering my expectations, but you know. Yeah, uh, Deontay Johnson did not make our top twenty, and he was in the top ten. Keenan Allen, we already talked about, and then the surprise of the year for me is the number 10 wideout, according to CBS in 2021, was Hunter Renfro. Um, <laughs> and that's because, that's, because, that's because Amari Cooper got traded. I mean, none of us saw that coming, right? So uh, why am I getting, why is my phone going off? It's not me. If, okay, it's not you. Um, so none of us saw that coming, and that was kind of a, a big deal there. So my question for you is, of our top three last year, who all made the top 10, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, and Stefan Diggs, Two of them have changed teams. Hill and Adam. Hill and Adams are no longer on their respective teams, mm-hmm. right? Devontae right. Adams is in in Vegas. I don't know why that took me a minute yep. to, to to click my Vegas head. and Miami. So Hill, Adams, or Diggs? I think this is an easy question. Which one's the top of? Which one of those three stays in the top ten if only one of them does? Uh, if only one of them does. Who has the best year of those three? Who's highest on your list in twenty twenty two? Let's put it that way. Out of those three, yes, Diggs, and I'd probably put Adams second. I would just reverse that. I would say Adams over Diggs, but yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. It's just interesting to look back at this. Tight ends, we <laughs> didn't do so very bad, you know? How many of the top ten do you think we got right? I'm going to say six. Six is absolutely correct. We got six of the top ten. 
Well, we had Travis Kelsey at one. He finished two. Okay. We had Darren Waller at two, and he did not make the top ten. We had George Kittle at three, and he finished fourth, so he was in there. We had Mark Andrews at four, and he finished in first. So of the top four guys, we got three of them right. Mm -hmm. The one we missed on was we had Darren Waller, and apparently we should have had Dalton Schultz. (laughs) Who would have guessed? I'm telling you, 78 catches for 808 yards and eight touchdowns. No one would think. I mean, that that outpaces that reception rate. He was out-targeted than Kittle and out-received Kittle. He was uh, he out received Kyle Pitts on a similar number of targets. He out caught Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz had eight more targets and four fewer catches. Really? So yeah. So I mean, Schultz had a surprisingly better year than I think most of us thought he would. Um, we had T.J. Hmm. Hawkinson at five. Hawkinson actually finished thirteenth. We had Kyle Pitts at six. Believe it or not, as as yawn as Kyle Pitts was, he did finish in the top ten. He finished sixth, I believe. Noah Fant. Oh, my God. He can't possibly be top 10. Yeah, he was number 10. He was Noah number 10. Noah Fant. Yeah, you know who was big on Noah Fant? This guy right here. You know who wasn't? <laughs> Cinch. Cinch put Noah Fant at 11. Oh. <laughs> we had Dallas Goddard at eight, and Dallas Goddard finished ninth. Uh, we had Logan bad. Thomas. We had Logan Thomas at ninth, and I can't even find him on the list. So he's outside That's of that top 10 there. sad. And then we had Tyler Higby at 10th, and he finished 14th. So I already mentioned Dalton Schultz was on the list. Zach Ertz finished in the top 10. We did not have Ertz in the top 10 because we thought he was going to be in Philly behind Goddard at the time. Uh, Mike Jacecki finally had the year that Cinch has been telling us Mike Jacecki was eventually <laughs> going to have. So Mike Jacecki actually, he had Mike Jacecki at 10, and he was right about that. Gronk, we all were down on Gronk. Gronk did not we make were. our top 15. Across the board, he finished eighth. So that was a miss on our part. So, so Craig, same question I'm gonna, that we had with wide receivers. <clears throat> Kelsey, Kittle, <throat> and Andrews were all in the top four. We all put them in the top four last year. So win for us there, consensus win. Right. Which one of those guys do all – so those three guys, Kelsey, Kittle, and Andrews, are they all top four again this year on your list? Is there anybody you think that's going to fall off? Uh, my only concern is, is the Chiefs offense has changed so much. I don't Uh. know. I feel like teams are going to try to take advantage of that. And I just think Kelsey is going to get double team more. Not that he's not going to catch a lot, but I just think it's going to affect his fantasy numbers. The defenses can play him differently now. There's no question. They don't have to worry about like Tyree Kill shrieking down the field because... They don't, you know, he's not there. (laughs) Right. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to worry. This is going to sound stupid, but you don't have to worry about Demarcus Robinson running that short route and then probably dropping it, but sometimes actually catching the ball. You don't have to worry (laughs) about Byron Pringle. I miss Byron Pringle so much. I might have to go buy a Byron Pringle jersey. Yeah. There's the the weapons at wide receiver have changed. Oh, but they got Jordan Smith-Schuster. Yeah, that's great. But you had four guys, all of which could be if, if impactful on any given play, and none of those four guys were Travis Kelsey. And then, oh, by the way, those four guys are paving the way for Kelsey to, k- to catch those quick, you know, quick release routes. So I, I do think I, I see that point as well. I'm going to keep all four of them in my top four. Um, and I think so. I, obviously, I'm not putting Darren Waller in the top four again because I don't know what the hell is going to happen in L.A., and I think the arrival of Devontae Adams is going to shift targets a little bit. 
So uh, my follow-up question to you is, who else do you put in that top four? And I'll give you my answer right off the bat is going to be Kyle Pitts. I think Kyle Pitts is actually going to evolve a little bit this year. And yes, they got to change a quarterback. Yes, Atlanta's in a rebuild. I just think that Kyle Pitts is going to become a reliable outlet option for them. And so I'm, he's probably going to sneak into my top four. Hmm, that's actually not too bad. Who's your, who's uh, your fourth? Let's, say, let's assume Andrews, Kelsey, and Kittle are guaranteed in your top four. Who else is in your top four? Uh, let me check something really quick. Hold on. Let me see. I'm actually pretty, while you're looking that up, I'm pretty yeah. impressed with us. We got six of the top ten quarterbacks. Okay, we only got four of the top ten running backs, but the top three we lost to injury. We had five of the top five wide receivers, and we got six of the top ten tight ends. We were pretty consistent as a crew. I mean, we can laugh at each other and say things like, Craig put Logan Thomas at 16, and turns out he was right about Right. Yeah, he's still there. You know, we can laugh about these go. things now. But overall, our team was pretty consistent in nailing some of the guys that you could rely on in the the the, 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 the number one category. Um, you know what? I would probably say I'd tip for someone to move up, especially with like um, Gronk being retired for now. Uh-huh. Who knows if he really is? Um, I would probably move Dalton Schultz up. Schultz up. Do you think Schultz is repeat? I think so. I think Waller is going to drop a little bit, and I think mm-hmm. Pitts and Pitts and um, Schultz are going to go up. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. I think Schultz is also the only one who played the entire season that also, on that list. That always helps. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking to see. I mean, Andrews, I think, missed one game. Kelsey, I think, missed one game. Kittle always misses a game. So I think that's that factors into it, too. So, Craig, believe it or not, that is going to put a wrap on Season 5. Wow. It is time to progress to final thoughts. So the floor is yours. What is your final thought for wow. Season 5? Final thought, um, I just want to say thank you for joining us on another exciting season and, you know, staying with us through the craziness of COVID. Um, yeah. It went by a really, it went, you know, honestly, it went by fast, even though COVID did uh, distort my time view a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but it's always fun. This is the, this is a crazy yet very fun time of year for fantasy football. So mm-hmm. it's good. Uh, it's good that it's back. And uh, I still have to do my ranking, so I'm gonna have to do that later. <laughs> yeah. So, so the 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 Sean Main Memorial Slacker Award goes to Craig this year because he is the only one who has not submitted his rankings, despite the fact that I was very clear they were due by July 1st, so that I could have them ready. Um, <laughs> he has still not submitted his rankings. All the other contributors have. I have not begun putting together the numbers yet, but I'm gonna have to do that for next week because next week is the season six kickoff and we will be doing our quarterback rankings next week and not to toot our own horn, but you just heard six of the top 10 quarterbacks we predicted in 2021 were actually in the top 10. Oh, 60%. That sucks. You do better. Dare you. (laughs) I dare you to sit down by yourself and do better. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) It's hard. Predicting this stuff is hard. 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 You have to look at a bunch of different trends. There's all these different factors. There's a reason why the guys who are really good at this get paid for it. And there's a reason why we do it to try and support the general community. We don't, we don't do We don't get paid for this guys. 
the reason we 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 have day jobs. <laughs> we do. We have and, day jobs. And I had so, night jobs doing this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we are we are we are we are we consider ourselves to be professionals in that we are are putting out what I think is really good analysis. Doesn't mean we're always right. I think what differentiates us from a lot of the paid experts, and you hear this all the time if you listen to like Sirius XM Fantasy Football, all the time, there's a guy who calls into the show and goes, well, I listened to you last year, and last year you told me that uh, I should draft Darren Waller in the fifth round, and Darren Waller, blah, blah, blah. And then you hear the litany of excuses. Well, Waller was injured, and we thought this, and we thought that, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes those things are valid, but sometimes those things are just kind of like blowing smoke up your ass. So you, you, we try <laughs> not to do that here. Well, we screw up on things. Like you heard me just now. I, I talked about the top three running backs. We missed on the top three running backs, and they were all they all missed time um, yeah. this year. Henry missed a significant chunk of time. So, I mean, you know, not to say, and, and McCaffrey, as always, I'm, I'm so dumb with Christian McCaffrey, Craig. Sadly, I, I know I am too. I am too. Once I he can't. Got, once he got hurt, it's never the same. Never the same. I can't. And and the two of the last three seasons, I've drawn the one pick in our home draft. Have you? Yes. And oh. both times I've taken McCaffrey, and I, I'm not. You, you should. I'm not taking it. I, that I, means I will, that means Sean's going to listen to this, and he's going to draft him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, remember this time last year when Sean was telling us that singing the praises of Ronald Jones Shooter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I just I, I just I'm just sitting here, I'm just like and Leonard Fournette ends up in the top top ten running backs. It's just <laughs> it's fun to look back on, but it is a lot of work and we really do love bringing it to you. So we are excited for the start of season six next week. I honestly cannot wait. As tiresome as this adventure gets from year to year, and trust me, when I wake up in like the middle of June and I'm like my brain sits there and goes, you know, you gotta start the new season and like two weeks right and i'm also <laughs> like oh my god i've got to do rankings i've got to like actually start paying attention to things my off season is over that's it's it's brutal but it's a labor of love and we do love bringing it to you so we thank everyone who comes for this crazy ride with us and if you are on this crazy ride with us listen we know not everybody can drive to our house and give us beer we're not looking for that. But what you can do to support us is leave us a review on whatever pad, podcast directory you find us on. We are on so many. I have given up list, listing them. And obviously, if you're hearing this, you found us somewhere. So wherever you found us, go back there and leave us a review. If you like it, if you hate it, go right on ahead. But leave us a, the worst reviews we get are one-star reviews that just are one-star blank. If you don't like something, we'd like to hear what it just is so that we can improve on it. constructive with your criticism. <laughs> right. Like the guy who criticized us because we weren't big on David Johnson coming back because he was jumping out of swimming pool <laughs> and we poo pooed him on Twitter. And this guy went off on us for about a week. You know, that guy, we haven't heard from him. I hope you're doing well, sir. Um, I'm sure you're listening because at this point you realized you were freaking wrong and we were right not to trust David Johnson being a comeback kid. So. Yeah. You know what? And on that, I'm on a list of like top 100 players. Mm-hmm. Uh, David David Johnson is not on this list. You know who's you know who's number 100? Ronald Jones. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Okay, so that means in a 12 team league, that makes him like a seventh rounder. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, who else is in? T- I'm not going down this rabbit hole. No, no. I'll save the rabbit hole for the because right, my first question yeah, yeah. is like, well, who else is there? I mean, if Leonard Fournette does get hurt. Or the, okay, no, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. We will just say thank you, everybody, for all of your support. 
please leave us a review. We are excited to be bringing our sixth season to you starting next week. Cannot wait. Please join us then. Until we speak to you next week for our annual quarterback preview. Until then, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. (laughs) 